Now, when you are a brand new coach or consultant, the biggest ever hurdle that you're ever going to have is landing your first ever client. Because you're a brand new coach, you can lack the confidence and certainty that you need to go out there and really bring in your dream clients. And so it can be overwhelming at first. If that's you, then keep watching because in this video, I'm going to be chatting with sales strategist, Elena Dacus. In this video, Elena and I are going to be having a little bit of a coffee and a chit chat about the types of strategies that you'll want to use to land your very first coaching client and make sure that you get your business off the ground and that it becomes a resounding success before you even know it. This is going to be the biggest hurdle that you'll ever face as a new coach and I really want to help you through that. So do keep watching and I hope that you'll find this episode really useful. Now before we get started, if you are excited about building your very own coaching business and getting your very first client through the door and making a massive impact in their lives, then give this video a thumbs up to affirm that you're ready. So this morning, we're going to be chatting all about how to make sales in your brand new coaching and consulting business. And my special guest this morning is Elena Dacus. So Elena, I'd like to first let, give you the chance to tell us all about your experience, your expertise and everything that you're going to be able to share with us this morning. Excellent. Excellent. Well, pleasure. Pleasure to be here. I just love it. I love you, Stephanie. I love everything you're doing. And it's absolute uh, just joy, joy to do this. Um, yeah, my background. Um, so effectively, I have actually lots of business background, but I come from a mergers and acquisition background. Um, so for 20 years, I've actually been buying and selling companies, um, 50 deals over 10 billion US dollars. But um, it's been a real fascinating journey, uh, emerging acquisition, because of course, when you look at potential targets, you look at hundreds of companies alongside that in the sector. So naturally, while I was doing that, it was a very natural step to start um, consulting and advising founders and CEOs alongside that to really help them set up businesses in the way that, you know, really successful, they can scale quickly, they can exit if they want to, uh, but also that thrives without them. So that's kind of been my journey. And, you know, a love merchant acquisition it's just an amazing background to have because you I mean the beautiful thing about it you don't get to see one a business model and especially in consulting and coaching and digital marketing space to really open the leads to hundreds of companies and see really what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, it's fascinating. Like why, why some, you know, people that have like fame, you know, they're influencers, they have celebrity status, but actually when you look at open their books, not what they say online, they make, but you truly open their PL and look at their books and how they make money, where do they bring customers, how much it's costing them, how much cash do they actually generate? It was a really fascinating journey. And that was the basis for building my own signature program, which I now um, teach and just a joy to be working mainly with women, uh, women, female entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, experts, and really help them generate consistent sales in their business, you know, five figures and beyond, um, and really do that in a way that's kind of aligned with their strength. And um, yeah, so yeah, super excited about this today. So let's, let's delve into all sorts of topics and hopefully people will find this helpful. Thank you so much for your introduction, Elena. I know about your talent, your expertise, your background and things. And, you know, you're just full of incredible wisdom, knowledge and amazing ideas. And I think one of your strengths, Elena, is being able to relate to the target 
market and demographic emotionally work out what really connects them to um to a potential uh, product or service that's that's really where I think you come into your own is being able to translate a service or a package you know to make it so super irresistible and we've been looking at different um structures and packages and how do we translate it across so what I want to speak about today is how to land your first client really fast mm-hmm. as a new coach or consultant because it's really easy to get in there and do all the busy work and you know uh you know building your website and designing your signature program and creating it making all the videos and doing all that stuff but really that's not the right way to do it <laughs> that's kind of the backwards way of doing it and yeah but yeah what we want to talk about today is how to land your first client fast so essentially you verify whether your offer is something that people want to buy Mm. and whether Mm. your business concept has any future so let's just start talking about that so so let's think about you personally Elena so you have this amazing background but how did you land your first ever client when you moved from the corporate world into building your own business yeah, no, it's beautiful, actually. Um, I think, you know, and that was certainly the case for me. And I think it's going to be really relevant for everyone's listening, um, you know, especially if you're transitioning. So especially perhaps people who are listening, they maybe have a corporate background experience and they're now thinking, well, actually, I want more freedom. I want I want to just call my own shots. I want to take holiday when I want to. I don't want to ask for permission. And you've been excited about this idea of business entrepreneurship. And actually, you've perhaps been looking back at your background and thinking, well, actually, I've done quite a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of my clients, they are very high powered, um, you know, they're super successful in the corporate world and they're looking to transition or they've transitioned already. They're getting clients, but now they want to scale. And I think, you know, certainly the case thing for me to begin with, and I think it's going to be relevant for everyone who's listening is your current network is your first starting point. So if you actually look around how many people you know, other friends of the neighbors, uh, Facebook contacts, uh, people, you know, your husbands. It's actually, this is your first pond of people. This is what you should really be attacking first because um, the key thing, and we'll talk about more about why people buy. I mean, I love this. It's kind of like my subject that can talk for hours, but the first thing people will need in order to buy from you, they need to trust you, right? They need to kind of like feel your energy. They need to feel your vibe. They need to trust you. They trust your credibility, your expertise, and the fact that you have great intentions, that you're going to support them. Um, So that's the real first thing. And that takes a little bit of time to develop that. And there's certain strategies that you, you can do to really develop that with your audience and it's key but the beautiful thing with your current network they already trust you right they probably already like you they trust you they know you they've heard of you you've been recommended so I think that's the first starting point you need to start um you know, the start of the journey, you just need to start getting clients and what, whatever it takes you need to start getting clients. Um, and if you just put in the word out, I'm doing this and I, we'll talk about more actually what it takes. Like the first thing with my um, framework and how I work, and I think what's really important is to get this clarity. Uh, but really con- contacting the people who you know, say, I'm doing this. This is my background. Be upfront. You're my first client and I'd love to test this or, you know, it's beta pro pricing or it's free whatever it takes whatever feels comfortable for you at your journey um yeah I think that's the way to start and that was certainly the case for me it's my network of people and actually this is the most powerful I still get a lot of clients through the network and then the beautiful thing about this once you have your first client you never let them go before they refer you to someone else Mm. 
Who else do you know who will benefit from my service? So actually, for a lot of people, your referral part of the business becomes a really important pillar because this is where you are more, much more likely to buy, right, Stephanie? Someone says, that, you know what? So-and-so is amazing. I have worked with them personally. I love them. You should really be working with them. That's more powerful than even you go in and start advertising your service. Yeah, absolutely. And the weird thing actually for, from you and me, I think the way that I got my first coaching clients was very different from yours because, I mean, my background was in technologies. So I essentially developed a funnel <laughs> and um, that, that was the way it happened for me. So it wasn't really as much about outreach. It was more about actually people coming to me um, and I didn't really ever work with one-to-one -one clients initially. It was actually group, which some people say is a really strange way to start. And that's not the way to start. And yeah, if you want to be a consultant in a certain area, but if you actually know what your background is, well, that was my first initial business. If you actually really know what you're looking to provide and you, you can attract those people, then you can totally do it that way too. But I mean, I, I would agree with you. I think your network is a great place to start. And even on LinkedIn, like I, I think if you even just start making connections on LinkedIn with people in your key target market, um, but also people that you know, just reach out in an email, draft up an email and say, hi everyone, just to let you know, um, we may have worked together in the past or we're doing this, but now um, I am actually developing my coaching or consultants, uh, consulting business. And this is what we do. And we'd absolutely love to work with people in you know, I'd absolutely love to work with people in my network. So you can even draft off an email like that, send out on LinkedIn or yeah. to everybody you know. And like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so market, many opportunities. Yeah. I think the challenge people have, right? And that certainly is based on my experience, what I see happening. The challenge is when you start something new, you get excited. Um, but I think people get quickly overwhelmed. They get quickly overwhelmed because the truth is I can talk to you about 15 different ways how you can grow your business. Everyone, you know, there's different, so many different ways how you can really achieve the same outcome. Um, and I think this is it. Um, you, and you have choices, isn't it? We talk about this a lot. Like we all start with trying and error, watching, you know, this YouTube videos or watching some things, get inspired, start, uh, start moving, which is exciting. And then you get to the stumbling block and then you get, ooh, maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try this strategy. I should try this strategy and that in itself is a dangerous path because the reality the truth is every one of this path can work you just need to you know really continue doing that you know you continue consistent putting the work because what's really separates successful companies from failures what is failure failure is people when they've stopped that's what's failure. And what happens when people stop is when they get sidetracked, they get off course, they don't stick with it, and they're consistent. And that's why I think, you know, things that uh, were you doing, and generally, I think just having coaching and consultants, someone who is guiding your way through, who is holding your hand is so, so important. Because this is where you will have the accountability, you know, the, you know, proven tested framework that works, they're going to give you the result that you're looking for. So for some people will be replacing their yearly income, maybe on, in, on a monthly basis, you know, or getting the freedom or getting 10k a month, 15k a month. 
and getting that freedom. If you have, if you're working with someone who's got a proven methodology, a framework, you can see yourself, the path towards your success. You believe that person, you trust them. You can see exactly what needs to happen. And then you've got commitment to be working and following that path. Like you will be successful. The only way you will not be successful for people listening, if you stop or you get, so, you know, you, you see a new shiny object and you delve into that and you start from scratch. Yeah, totally. And I think that's just so easy because it's like there's so many great marketing gurus out there <laughs> who will say, oh, you know, mine is the system and this is the perfect. And but really, essentially, what I think anyone new to building a coaching or consulting business needs to understand is that if you want to be successful and happy, you need to make sure it aligns with you and your values and how you do things. If you don't want to be out chapping on doors every day, if you don't want to be, you know, sending all these cold messages and, and pestering people in their inbox, then then maybe that's not your way of doing it. That methodology mm. might work amazing for someone else, but if it's not for you, you're never going to do it and stick at it. So just like you said, Elena, it's about looking at your strengths, what you have as a person and how can these lend themselves? How, how, can, how can your client acquisition journey become easier? How can you make it easier? And I guess, like you said, oh my gosh, when I started out about five years ago, getting my first client was very different because it was business to business. So it involved me going to a lot of trade shows, pitching a lot of different people and organizations mm -hmm. and groups. And it was blooming hard, <laughs> but it um, yeah. taught me a lot. Um, but now things are so much more easy. And if I could go back, I think, first of all, I didn't have a business consultant or coach. I didn't even know that there really was such a thing. And yeah. I, I didn't know. Um, but I just wish I had, because at that point, I would have saved myself so many years. But anyway, um, not all people feel like they're in a position where they can afford it at the moment. So, um, or they feel like, well, they maybe, I, I believe everyone can afford it, right? I believe things can be made affordable, but yeah, do you I want to prioritize? Yeah. yeah, I think it's a big point you've just raised, affordability, this idea. And certainly for, you know, what, what, what I, th I think is the best way to scale is really sell high ticket. But the, I think one of the people, issues people have is like, I don't believe anyone's going to pay that amount of money for coaching and consulting. And and also, certainly when you get to the stage where you need to invest, it becomes a really scary place. You're like, I remember the first time I paid for, you know, my most expensive uh, purchase, my really high ticket uh, coaching. And I remember that moment. Uh, it was late at night. So I was like listening to all the stuff and I'm like ready to buy. I'm like fired up. I really want this. Like I know in my heart, this is the right thing. I want this. I need this. But it was a lot of money. Like we're talking a lot of money. And I remember like the deadline. It was like 12 o'clock deadline like this is the deadline and nothing happens and I remember this moment like the fear the sheer fear in me I'm like oh, I can't believe I'm doing this and I'm typing my credit cards and I'm like sweating my palms are sweating my heart is racing I'm like there's no way I'm gonna tell my family or my husband that I've done that there's no way they would think I'm absolutely crazy but I knew in my heart that was the right thing to do but it was terrifying like absolutely terrifying and um, I remember it was funny because I, I put in the credit card still terrified and then what happens the next day I'm like listening to you know getting emails like information emails and I'm like looking for faults I'm like oh how can I get out of this what's he done you know my first month I'm like what's he done oh he's not gonna send me this confirmation details like I am mentally looking for ways to escape it 
and that's you know what we call a buyer's remorse and it's really understanding when you sell this service but that was certainly I experienced I was like I was terrified and I was remember we were recently I was talking to him and we were chatting and he kind of reminded me that moment you know because now of course my life is a different place it was the best decision I've ever made like every time I spend money on myself it's always the best decision that I ever make because it's ultimately investment in my in myself in my business in my mind so I now know that it's the right thing to do and I remember chatting to him he's like imagine if you didn't like there was so many ways for you to get out of that Imagine if you didn't put that credit card, we would have met, we would have done the work and you wouldn't have been in the place you need to be. It's the return on investment that you can't see, like you only see the investment now, but actually the return on investment, how much money you will be make, how your mindset will be in a different place and you will be become a different person and your business will be in a different place, place that you can't see, which what creates the fear. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's so funny because a lot of people tell me the same thing. Like they try and get out of it as well. They they they've done it. They paid high ticket, and then they've they've been like, right, okay, okay, call up the next day. I I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it's like and it's oh, fear. What have I done? <laughs> it's pure fear. It's just you know our natural, our body. There's two ways we can move, right? We can move towards faith and the bigger future and bigger opportunities, or you can move towards fear. And fear will always keep you where you are. You know, by I, you know, by definition, our mind is like, you know, in a protective mode that it's trying to anything that's uncomfortable outside of what we used to is danger for a primitive mind. So we have to be aware of that. Say, so actually, no, I know this is right. It feels good inside. I know in order to have a different life, I need to do something I've never done before. You move towards that, but be aware that, you know, your mind will try to keep you in your place. Um, so, yeah. And Elena, one thing I wanted to bring up as well that you just, you just highlighted was, I remember when we spoke about a while back about like high ticket and, you know, everyone's like, you know, it's, it's like, first and foremost, you're right. If you're going to sell a high ticket product, you need to blooming bought a high ticket product before you need to, you need to actually have done it yourself. Sorry. So if you're out there trying to um, sell, you know, a product, which is high ticket, it better be a blooming good product, but you also better have invested in yourself at that level too because it's not yes. genuine to do anything other than that you know otherwise you're not in it for the right reasons I believe truly and you can't you realize that you can't sell high ticket yeah. because if you've never spent that money yourself you will not understand how calm people can spend that on other programs and, um, yeah and uh, Elena I was actually going to say as well like you know when you do invest at high levels and really you do invest and you get to that point of fear and you're like but I'm doing it there is so much more to lose. There is so much more at stake. Mm. I personally believe like if you're selling a course at, you know, a six week program or something like that, at, you know, a couple of hundred pounds, that where's the investment there? There is no investment. You have not invested. You've not invested to the point where you're ready to commit because really, you know, that's, I don't know. I feel like it, sometimes that, that investment will push people to strive, you know, if yes, they've got I something agree. to lose. I agree. Now, recently, I was actually talk about I talked about this recently. Is that I did? Yeah, I think high ticket is really important, and I think there's a few reasons why it's really important. It's the type of client. So we you know people ask me how to attract high ticket. You don't attract. It's a type of client. 
So this is the type of client that really understands because everyone, when you start, they kind of try different things, they try things for free and they eventually end up in the same place. They understand it doesn't work when it's free. It only works with the speed that you want, with the result that you want when it's high ticket. The reason for it indeed is really to say you have skin in the game. You're now taking risk on your business. Like with any business, you have to invest in order to really see the returns. And here you get in someone's shortcut, you get a pathway and that's worth, you know, that's just worth everything, every penny of it. Um, so yeah, indeed, people are more committed, they're more mature, they're professional. Uh, they also now understand that actually they've got skin in the games, they know this is gonna work, like it's gonna work because that mindset, that commitment is what actually separates people from success and not success. It's that, my, that level of commitment say, this is working. I'm not dabbling. I'm not just trying this, seeing if it's gonna work and I'm gonna move on to selling on Amazon in five minutes. This is the point. The point is your clients will get better results. They're more committed and it's much more enjoyable to work with them and also you can spend and dedicate a lot of time with those type of clients and you can guarantee the results let's say for example for some of my programs we have you know complete 90 day money back guarantee and that's really important because actually it's what we call risk reversal because if you're not happy if the client is not happy well frankly you you know there's you know you they need to see the results and they see the results and, and that's the having that confidence in place is just so so important so yeah high ticket clients is is really really important for every business to have i would call this at the back of your value ladder this is where you can serve them the most because as you say with a course right two hundred dollars for a course well it's self-taught it's not, it's like, you know, kind of self-study or self-based, you see, get the recordings, but it's very different when you get more personalized, individualized attention, because that's where people struggle. People can read a book and I'm sure who are listeners, anyone's listening, read lots of books, but how much money has the book actually made you? And I think that's the thing. You can get the skills, but it's that interpretation, what that means for your business. What does that mean for your strength? What does that mean for your positioning is what you get with high ticket because it's a lot more high touch. You get a much more personalized approach. You know, when I teach sales, there's important things to understand, right? Uh, that indeed, like I love the idea that actually we're all different. We're all different, right? And we all make buying decisions in a very different ways, right? So people are like, you know, how do you buy? Like, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? When you start observing, actually, how do I buy? How do I do this? And I talk about this, like this idea that some people are emotional buyers. You know, when they go to a car dealership, they're like, I love that color. I love that model. I can see myself in it. I'm buying it. Like that's my emotional bias. Those are people that are moved by storytelling. So what I teach within my program is like, this is the storytelling. You need to be moved. Their heart needs to be with you. They need to be moved by your story. And once they moved, they're like, uh, here's my credit card. This is it. They're like quick buyers. They're the people in your webinar. If your webinar, they already paid within first half an hour, right? They've paid. They're like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't need to hear anymore. I've got it. You've got, you've got me there. Yeah, They've been moved. Me. They feel you. <laughs> yeah, that's you. You're emotional buyer. I don't need it. <laughs> I know is it? before, but before I even jump on that call, I know whether or not I'm investing. I know. <laughs> you know, you, because you probably felt it in your heart or in your gut. Yes you felt the internal yes. It's either internal yes, or it's an internal no. And you made that decision. You're like, that's it. I don't need to hear anymore. I don't need, I've got it. I've got it. Here's my credit card. Here's my details. I'm doing it. 
And that's beautiful. Like you're the beautiful type of buyer, right? Because um, they're decision makers. And there's, yeah. And then what you have is you have other people who are logical buyers. This is the people, okay, yeah, I like the car. Yeah, they're going to go into the dealership. They're going to ask, and you know, no judgment. We're all different. Like, I know my sister is like that. So she will go into the car dealership and she'll be like, okay, so how many horsepower does this car have? What's the petrol consumption? Right. If I drop my kids off, I pick them up. But like, she does the math in her head. And then she's like, how does it compare to other models? Give me your reviews. And she'll never purchase immediately. She's going to go to all the other car dealerships, going to check out the prices, check out online. So, you know, two weeks later, two weeks later, she'll be buying that car. So those are logical buyers. And what tends to happen is they maybe made a decision they wanted, but they need to convince themselves with logic to do it. So especially people, you know, once you get into it, when you write your sales letters or where you prepare your webinars, one thing I always talk about, the first half is always emotional bias. They're connected, they're like driven. But then the second half, the page, the small print, everything you do after the first half an hour, half an hour of your webinar, this is really convincing them. You need to use the logic, you need to use the facts, comparisons, testimonials, reviews to just get them that, okay, yeah, I'm doing it. And um, yeah, and there's going to be people who are, want, they get it, they want it, it's for them, but they need the extra push, which is where the risk reversal and the guarantee comes in. Um, and I think it just means that you're attracting that other 10% of people that said yes, they want it, they're your clients, but they need that extra guarantee to get them on, uh, across, the, across the finish line. Because ultimately, the only way that people will ever make a difference in their life and their business, the only way, and I always tell them my clients, is that at the end of the day, when people invest in you, they don't invest in you, they invest in themselves. Like, they need that. And you probably, it's the same for you, right? I remember I was on this, uh, you know, health kick journey. And you know, I tried different diets myself. I did this, like I did this exercise, but I almost needed to pay the money with the program. I needed that for myself. Like I needed to have that investment so that I'm doing it. So I'm sticking with it. So it's allowing people to do that for themselves because that's the only way that they'll see the results. Yeah, I totally agree. It's almost like giving them an anchor, isn't it? It's like saying, you mm. know, you like, okay, I've paid this or I've done this. And so I have to follow up. I've got no choice and I've told people about it. And so now I have to do it. <laughs> well, that's another one. That's a beautiful one, the social pressure. I was recently, I've been geeking out on James Clear. Uh, so he's, you know, of course, written this book, um, Atomic Habits, right? And um, yeah. he talks about this idea um, that indeed it's the environment, the pressure. Like if you want to stick to something and you want to really stick to habits, you need to create the environment around it. And the social pressure environment is really something he said in his interview that he didn't talk about in his book originally, but actually now if he were to write this book again, he would include that. The peer pressure, you know, the circle of people you're surrounded with, they have a certain level of expectation of who you are and your performance. And you will naturally always have to meet that level of expectation. So this is another thing that actually who you surround with yourself with, who you hang out with is super, super important because it's like a thermostat of your success. The higher level and more ambitious people, the more successful people you hang out with, they have a certain level of expectation from you to meet that. And you will gonna have to meet it. That's just what happens naturally. You can't avoid it. So this is why the whole idea of you're the average of the six people you hang out with, who you think, who you talk is so powerful. So yeah, social pressure, oh my word. 
Yeah, totally. And we can see how everyone, you know, how it, how it works these days. Like, you know, people, people are, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, um, how do I say it? it's It's quite hard, but you know, everyone is pretty much just follows the leader these days, don't they? So it's quite important to surround yourself with good people, like you say, but also understand that if you are investing in a program, you're probably going to be surrounded by great people like yourself who want to achieve that goal. And honestly, yeah. I think that having been in coaching, in fact, I actually enrolled in a program which I'll be joining this week. And it's just a, a quick four week thing. Um, but it's really, it's really cool. It's, it's about Facebook groups. A Facebook group is an amazing place to build a community. But this group starts yeah. on Friday and the leader, he actually sent everyone um like um, he sent a group message around and said hi everyone um you know introduce yourself say where you're from and what you do and it just it's amazing how it builds community really really quickly um and when you start I think when you make those connections with people that is what's really um priceless when you're at the difference between a coaching program and just an online course you'll never get that personal connection you'll never get the support you'll never get that almost like peer pressure as well of like mm. expectation if you're all there together I think priceless so um I love the way yeah, that he did that um so um and it also brings me to another point about investing in yourself as a coach like I'll never stop investing there's always something more I need not saying that I rely on it but I want to enhance my knowledge and I want to just make sure that and so I think when you invest in a coach you can pretty much guarantee I'm sure that they've probably invested in many coaches before you yeah. so you're not only getting that expertise from them and their you know personal wisdom you're actually accessing and tapping into every single uh, um, expert and coach that they've ever worked with as well so I think there's yeah, a lot more that's so true. The, the eye with with coaching programs definitely yeah no indeed I think that's really is important you say that it's yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing of this kind of, um, you know, this industry is that it pushes you at all times to be better than you were yesterday, because you need to, you know, you more to give to the clients, need to invest in yourself, to grow, to test, to try new things um, that you can then bring it to your clients. I think that's the beautiful thing. Like if you're into personal development, that's the place, best place to be because you're going to be always growing. You'll be always pushed to be growing constantly. Um, in many directions. Um, yeah, I think it's it's one of the most beautiful things about this, actually. Because if you think about any product-based businesses, you don't have necessarily that pressure. There's self-imposed pressure as a kind of CEO as founder. Um, but you don't necessarily have that pressure where actually here you constantly need to be on top of the latest things, what's happening, testing, uh, investing yourself. You're actually always developing as an individual. Um, and that's the beautiful thing. Then you look back and you're like, wow, look how far you've come in six months. Look how far. I'm sure you feel the same. Like you just look back a month and you're like, I'm in a completely different space all the time. The growth is actually tremendous. Yeah, I think that, you know, I've never actually thought about it that way. But like, if you are looking to come in and you're listening to this because you are in the corporate world at the moment, or you're looking to escape that nine to five, you know, you've got amazing skills to share with the world. You know, there's a better way that you can live your life with more freedom where you give back to the world. Then that's something that I've not actually thought of before, because yeah, at work, you'll be asked to come for like a progress review and what can you do for us and how can we really help you? But it's really just checkbox exercises. But yeah. when you're in this industry, it's actually about physically, you will every single day get better and better. You will learn every day. The person that you become and the confidence that you actually um, mm. develop is unbelievable. And like yeah. when I remember, like Elaine, I don't know about you, but 
before I started any business, I was very um, reserved in terms of I wouldn't do anything online. I wouldn't put anything on, you know, like social media or whatever. And I remember the first time having to do an Instagram live or doing this. And now I need to put myself out there because it really is important to get that message out there. But I really didn't want to do that. And I just had to push myself. But when I look at how I've developed as a person, it really is actually incredible. All the silly things that I used to worry about, I, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what were you thinking, girl? Yeah, exactly. I think that's the beautiful thing. Um, yeah, the personal development you get from running your own business is tremendous. I always say it's the, it, it's like people go and they, you know, they still do this, sadly. They go and invest in MBA and I have no issues with that. I think it's wonderful. I certainly have, you know, spent having master's in finance and all that stuff. But actually, the best MBA you can get is run your own business is run your own business um it's the best it's a real practical this is you're gonna grow you're gonna be challenged in so many ways um it's the best so think about how much money you would want to be spend on mba and invest that in yourself and your business that'd be a much better return um and i think what you've just said also really powerful just thinking about people who are listening yeah i think a lot of my clients also you know they come uh from corporate background they maybe have senior positions and that's the reason why they started getting into coaching is that they really well first of all they probably were fed up especially women with kind of like male ego and just politics and constantly massage and all of that but also they are looking for impact i think especially for women there comes a stage where like you clearly can succeed and you can get su successful, but there's something different where you know your work um, is just not improving someone's PL. You know that your work is really changing someone's life. You know that work is really, I mean, you know, brings tears to my eyes to think of like some of my clients, like, you know, Anne, who, you know, really now is the most successful, the wealthiest person in her family. You know, she's putting her kids through private school and, you know, making the amount of money she her family ever dreamed about. Um, and that is your ability to be able, you know, that's in itself, like you have to, you can change people, you can change one person's life with your business. Um, you can give them some tools and freedom that they now can change the life of their kids. Like that in itself is just amazing. So I think this is the beautiful thing about this industry is that you don't just make money. You, of course, you make amazing money, but it's not just about that. You actually also really create a tremendous impact. Um, yeah, I mean, this is why, I mean, for me, it's like it brings tears to my eyes. Like every time I speak to a client, it's really just such a privilege because you get to be part of their life. You get to sh help them shape something uh, that's really tremendous. And then they're, they're going to impact other people's lives. Like one of my clients is a parenting coach and she's just truly unbelievable. Like her work is incredible. Um, she really helps women become better mothers and to make sure that they don't carry over those generational cycles that they have experienced in their childhood and really pass them on to their kids. So, you know, she meets women where they're screaming at their kids, where they're really at this state of complete overwhelm and distress. And after 12 weeks, Stephanie, after 12 weeks, she gives them the tools, the tactics, transforms them, that by the end of it, they really become a life coach for themselves and their children. And they're like the best friends. So this is her work. So imagine the, the work of, and this is all the women I work with, they're all, it's just imagine the work that ripple effects of all the women that she gets to impact. 
So before they come into me, she was, every time the client works with her, they're like, I don't understand why you're not fully booked. You're amazing. Your work is amazing. Like the world needs to know about what you do. World needs to know about what you do. So, and I feel so privileged to be able to help her to now that, you know, she gets to see more people, she gets to impact more people. You know, now she has a wait list. She gets, you know, high high ticket clients every single week. But imagine it just means that more women, more people's lives have been changed. And I think that's the beauty. I think that's the beauty. So when you work for someone else, it's a di- now in this business, you get to actually not just make money, but impact people's lives. Truly. Yeah, totally. I, I think her work sounds absolutely amazing. And I think also another way that you can impact lives as well, like this has gone off a bit, a bit on a tangent, but think about the people that you can bring into your team think about their lives think about how you can inspire them I mean if you're involved in personal development I don't know about you Elena but well I do know about you you're amazing and you want you want to see the best in everyone right but when you actually are someone who cares who gives everything to their clients then you want the same for you the people that work with you and in your team you get to shape their lives you get to show them you know they get to access all of your materials I quite hope so if, if you have anyone in your team that you can you know you allow them to to access that so that they can access you know everything you have to share and they can know your products and services inside out but you get to actually work with them and develop them and their role in your business and allow them to progress I think that's amazing there's just so many benefits we've went on to but like you said changing changing lives is what it's all about really changing everyone's lives truly Um, truly and this and this is what sometimes people like you know people come to me and they're like well I don't know if it's possible for me to make a hundred K a month. Like I, I, I just don't see it realistic, you know, oh, I don't, I don't know how to make 20 or 10, like, I don't see it realistic, but actually when you change the narrative to say, well, do you love working with the clients? Yeah. So you currently impacting one person's life. Like how would you be available? How would you be okay with impacting 10 clients? Would you be okay to, you know, helping a hundred people? Do you have a problem with helping a hundred people? And that's, of course not, of course not. Of course, I'd love to help as many people as I can. Well, that's what it is. The money is just a reflection of the value adding. The money is just a side effect, a kind of a reflection of the joys and results you're creating. So the real question is, are you exciting about helping more people? And if you are, then money will just naturally flow. Yeah. And when you know that it's possible, you know, there's amazing people out there in the world that you can help. And you, when you know your true value, then everything will fall into place. But mm. um, I am, I'm really quite aware that we went right off track, but in terms of starting your new, your brand new coaching or consulting business, what are there any mistakes that you can see? Cause your really sales strategy is your, your expertise. Yes. So, would there be any things that you would avoid doing to try and attract your first few clients? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an interesting question, isn't it? I think, yeah, I mean, anything, like I truly believe that you need to build uh, a really ethical, authentic business based on relationships. So I would never do and never uh, recommend anything that doesn't feel, that feels inauthentic or inappropriate, um, that just feels spammy, you know, spammy, something that's just like, doesn't uh, kind of align with your values. I think that's the thing. Ultimately, you are a personal brand and everything that in your company is to reflect your values. And I think ultimately people see your values 
values, they feel your energy, and this is how you're going to attract the right customers. So I think you need to define early on, what are my values? What are kind of like key pillars that I want to promote in me, in my company? And almost think back, think forward like 10, 15 years from now, and you have a big organization. What are the key values you want to live by? What do you want everyone to feel like when they interact with you and your brand? And anything that outside of that, you know, that I know people like buying follows and doing all that stuff. I mean, it's just you need to ask your question. It's not right or wrong. It's just the question is like, is it aligned with your values? Like, I know that's not aligned with my values. So I'll never go down that path. So I think that's the question. Is the is what you're doing? It really feels like feels ethical, feels like a really good, you know, good intention aligned with your values. And if it does, yeah, go ahead and test it. Um, and if it doesn't, I wouldn't do it. I would never do it because, you know, I've seen a lot of people through my experience. I see a lot of people that come to kind of certain age and they're successful, but they're like hating their clients or they're hating the business they've built. They're hating people they work with. And that's a horrible place to be. And you can see how they were just chasing money. They were just chasing money, chasing any opportunity, grabbing, grabbing, grabbing any way possible. And then they get to, you know, further down the line and they look around their business and then like, I hate this. Like, I hate this more than my day job when I was working for a corporate. So that's the thing to avoid. I think the way you avoid it is just follow your gut, follow your values and just stay true to them. Yeah, that's such a good point. That's something I see I see constantly. It's like you need to start your business up with solid foundations based on things, mm-hmm. your zone of genius, things that you love, things that you could do all day long, because that's what's going to make you truly happy. I mean, what you've just said is totally true and spot on. You could end up building a business, which is actually worse than your corporate role. And let's be honest, you can't escape a business because there's so much else that's tied up. You can walk away from a corporate job, but you can't really that easily walk away from your business. There's so much more at stake. You know, you've got people to employ, you've got taxes to return. (laughs) You've got a million different things. You've got clients, you've got, you then can't say, no, you can't just jump ship quickly. So it's so, so important to really narrow that down and build a business around your lifestyle. What's your dream life? What are your strengths, your talents? What can you give to the world? And I definitely made that mistake the first way around because whilst I was good at something and I, you know, I could do it in my sleep, did it really light me up with passion every day and enthusiasm, you know? No. <laughs> so no, that's um, the thing. Yeah. I think it is a journey. But if you think about it, your experience has brought you to this place, I always say like your journey was there for a reason. Um, you know, you went through it. So you now understand that actually, like I, I was the same, like I remember, especially in my 20s. Like, I had no idea what my feelings were. I mean, I talk a lot about this. Like, my background is I was brought up in the Siberian part of Russia during communism time. And I had all sorts of limiting beliefs and, like, mindset issues. And really didn't really know what I liked, what felt good, what felt not good, what I would enjoy. And I think maybe some people can really connect to that, especially when you're kind of this person that's always want to please others. And I was certainly, you know, recovering a people pleaser. Um, especially I think for women, you know, always try to be good, a good grades, a good at university, you know, good at doing the work. And it's always like meeting other people's expectations. And it's always then you go for in life and you're like, now I need to have this job. I need to have family. And it's always other people's expectations. And actually, are they your own? And 
you know, I then went through the whole self-discovery journey, um, which was transformational. This is where I hired my first life coach. I mean, she really transformed my life. Um, I was like mid-20s in the midst of panic attacks every day. I just couldn't sleep. It was just horrendous place. And that was this beautiful thing. Now I look back as the start of my journey. It was the start of my transformational journey for me personally, but also in business. You know, I only achieved my success when I was able to handle all those limiting beliefs and mindset issues. Then I see real, saw real progress. But that only happened uh, with that journey. So, yeah, I think this is where a lot of people come to the kind of late in life and they start questioning, well, what, what is it that I love? And I think that's a big question. For some people, it's so easy, right, Stephanie? Some people are just then they know it and they give and that's a beautiful thing to see it to be is to have. And some people have to have a path, they have to have a journey to realize actually, I need to start listening to my inner voice. I need to start listening and go in the direction of what feels fun. I always say, yeah, of course, when you run your business, in, especially in, in this industry, there'll be elements you're not gonna like, like you're gonna have to put up and do it. But if what feels joyous, what feels effortless, this way you need to lean in super uh, amazing. And that's actually one of the high performance techniques is they say, where do you get results most quickly? What actually feels effortless for you? This is your zone of genius. So for a lot of people, when they hear zone of genius, they're like, I have no idea what that even means. Like, I don't know what mine is. And my, my, my response to that is just feels like what comes easy. Like if people would come to sell, you know, for, for Stephanie, it's this. That is that because then the problem with zone of genius, right, Stephanie, is we, because it's so natural, you don't think it's valuable. You're like, well, this feels easy to me, so it must be easy for everyone. It's the same thing if someone who's an amazing cook, they like can just, you know, whiz things, create this amazing dishes and just do them in five minutes. And I would be looking at, how did you just do this? For them, it's not a skill, it's not a talent. But for someone who wants to be like that, I would pay a lot of money just to learn from that individual. And I think that's the thing to think about for people who are watching this to say, right, what is that comes easy to you? That feels fun is like effortless. And others people are like, I have no idea how you've just done that. That might be something to tap into. And then imagine if I give you a billion dollars to borrow and I said, right, you don't ever have to worry about money again. What would you do with your time? Like that's a powerful question to ask. If you had all the money in the world, you never had to work for money. What would you do with your time? Yeah, that's so powerful. And that's the question mm. that we all need to make sure we ask ourselves <laughs> before we yeah. step one step further in your entrepreneurial journey. Because if you do so have that. Yeah. And that was the question. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was the question I asked myself. Like, obviously, I was helping a lot of men getting extremely rich. And that was a come to point. Well, actually, if I had a billion dollars right now, what would I do with my time? And the question was for me to help other female entrepreneurs to achieve financial freedom. Um, and literally, I would just do that. You know, I would just do that all day long because I love it so much. But that's the thing. And it, when you love it, it feels so fun. It feels so joyous. It feels like you're not, you never have to work. Yeah. And you feel like you're making a real impact in the world and you're really helping other people to shine. Like you're bringing it there. Well, certainly I, that's the way I feel. Um, Elena, I've got a question that I want to ask you because you, um, I love your brand, your Bossy Heels. How did you come up with the, the name for that? Yeah. I mean, it was very... Um, I wish I had like an amazing story to say, but it was one of those one of those feelings um, feelings I had that, 
you know, when people say Boston, I think it was theme uh, from point of view. And I was certainly called many times in my life, you're too ambitious. You're too bossy. You're, you want too much out of life. You're a dreamer. You need to just bring yourself down to be more practical. And I think this is where it really comes from a, a real kind of ownership. Yes, I am ambitious. I am bossy and I'm wearing heels. And I think this is where it comes from. And I also remember sometimes in um, different environments and workplaces, I was like, I don't want to look good. Like, I don't want to put heels because I'm going to attract too much attention. I, I don't want to like have a spotlight on me. And I think this is where it's now coming like within the, my self-discovery journey and really celebrating the fact that you are a woman, you can be feminine, you can be wearing your red heels and looking incredibly beautiful but you also can be a heck of a boss and a heck of a leader and just as an ambitious and as unapologetic as you can. And um, that's what it's all about. Oh, I love it. Okay, I'm so glad I asked you that because I didn't know the backstory to that. Yeah, you're always fabulous. That's, yeah, that's, that's my word for you, fabulous. Because <laughs> you're so always, you. yeah, you're always like just, you know, beautifully put together. You always, but you're always so authentic and genuine. That's what I love so much about you, Elena. You always shine because of your personality and you're just so enthusiastic and passionate about what you do. Like sometimes I'll just have a look at your stories and you're always talking, like you'll be walking along the street, like, you know, today I was just uh, reading about such and such and it's fascinating. <laughs> you talk about it and I'm like, wow. Like you learn so much in 60 seconds from you just because you're passionate, you're in your zone of genius, clearly. So oh, that's I love why it. I love um, it. It feels fun. So I really appreciate yeah. what you just said. It means the world, but yeah, I love it. Um, I do truly love it. It's just and a privilege. If if anything that I that can be valuable and that I can help someone, that's just you know, that's just what it's all about, truly. Yeah, and that's how business should feel for everyone. It should feel like I want to pick up my phone and share this with the world and tell them because it's going to help them. It shouldn't feel like, oh gosh, you know, now I have to go on social media and now I have to schedule stuff. No, get on there and give value and share what lights you up. And honestly, be like half the battle. At the start, like when I was building another business, it was like, oh, I have to now schedule content. And I, what am I going to say? Like I would be trying to download templates to make it quicker. Now I'm like, no, um, everything that you see that comes through is in my own voice. It's it's just, yeah, it might look terrible, right? But, you know, it's- No, 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 you're, you're amazing. Like, but I, yeah, just feeling, feeling what you're saying. I think what you're saying is so, so important um because ultimately you know we talked about this like trust and no like and trust factor but it is like ultimately people will only ever buy from you and i know it feels scary when you start and i'm sure you all we all feel that but it, with practice it becomes easier um but you have to sh i think another thing you know as they say people just think well it's not going to be perfect or you know who wants to hear my story but the truth is people do want to hear your story people really do and i think um how do you build trust is actually to share vulnerable stories about yourself, the vulnerability and your openness and your desire to just open your world. Um, this is how you change people's lives. Like people are not going to be changed by something that's kind of like surface level. But if you tell about your struggles, what you're going through, documenting your life, right? Gary V's documentation. This is where people are like, well, I get it. Like, she's just like me. There's no, you know, if she can do it, I can do it. And this connection and just being not perfect, just making action, imperfect action and trying it and seeing, you know, it will get easier. I know social media can be a bit intimidating. I know it can be a little bit for people, isn't it? Um, but it's one of those things. 
and people are think afraid of like hate and negative comments, but the reality is you only attract who you are. Always, you attract who you are. So if you have good intentions, if you have kind heart, the reality is you will attract the same type of people. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think that sometimes, um, you know, like seeing people's, seeing other people in their own imperfection has inspired me. Mm. So like, I remember once I saw this girl and I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna, it was, it was like some um, program she was doing, like a mindfulness program. And it was like a 21 day thing. And I, I signed up for it. And it was like, there was loads of mistakes and lots of bits and pieces in, but it wasn't mistakes as in like, oh, spelling mistakes. It was just, she just was she, like where I would have said oh I'm gonna cut that bit out and I'll read it and she was just like oh no like, oops <laughs> um made a mistake here sorry guys and she moved right on and I was like yes I was like okay her imperfection makes me feel like I want to stop being a perfectionist so now if you go onto my page you go into you'll see there are so many mistakes there are loads of mistakes I just don't care I just don't want to waste my time <laughs> um I'm not going to yeah. edit things a thousand times you'll see like nothing I do is totally flawless now because it's a waste of my valuable time when I get across a message and you know at first I was always really like oh what are people going to think of me because the, the ideas that I have and the way that I say things and the way that it comes out well it, let's just say I'm quite alternative in the way I think <laughs> so I thought oh what are people going to say now like look I don't I don't really care you know I'll share it and the right people will get and they will mm. understand that message and I want the right people to be around me I don't want people who disagree with my message so I hope it does repel some people and it's like genius yeah, I think that's so, so powerful because what's marketing, right? That's attracting right people, but it's repelling the wrong ones. So actually, and also it's interesting because when you had this woman making mistakes, you didn't think of her, oh, look at her. She just doesn't know what she's talking about. No, you just thought, how cool is that? You probably felt even more, she was more relatable. Yeah, you were like, well, actually, that's really cool. Like you felt more connected. You know, because the reality is we wouldn't judge. Like if someone sleeps in front of you, you're not gonna be like, oh horrible, well, look what she's done. No, you probably feel like let me hug you, let me give you a hand, let me help you out. So that's the thing. When you receive and when you watch this, it's actually make people more uh, relatable. But yeah, I agree with you. It's always just share your true values, like share what you believe in. People are just bored of stuff that's like looks the same. They want to know you. They want to know your values, what you stand for. And if it matches them, they're like, oh, finally, someone who's like geeking out to enjoy stuff, the same stuff I love. And this is your tribe, right? Ultimately, by being you, you attract your tribe, your people. And it's, yeah, this is the people you want to work with. And you only need, what do they say, 1,000 true fans, truly, because they're the people that will do all the marketing for you. Yeah, and that's exactly why I'm with you on the do not buy followers because yeah, people might go onto your Instagram page and be like, oh, they have like, I don't know, 3 million followers, but it doesn't, it doesn't give you that engaged community when you have a close lit, knit small community and you know that every single one there is invested in you and what you believe in and your truth and they share that with you, that's priceless. That is, it doesn't matter whether you've got 10 people or whether you've got, you know, whatever when you can guarantee that those people who follow you really care and you know you can share in that journey with them that that's priceless yeah and it's all about you know social media right now it's all about engagement so actually you know the fact that you know the vanity metrics can hurt the actual engagement because you know i have some of my clients who like have 500 follows but like they're 
engagement rate is like 500 to 400 people, which is unbelievable, 90% engagement rate. So that is unheard of. You can have 50, you know, 50,000 um, accounts on Instagram, but they have like engagement of 10 people. So I think ultimately it's, it's all about engagement. Who's interested in your brand? How connected they are? And actually the smaller you are, the more strength you have because you can be a lot more personal in your approach. You can really build this beautiful connect and give the personal attention to people that um, you can't do when further down along. And for me, that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. And I think so that's bringing it all back into landing your first client. Really, it's just build genuine. Don't, don't do anything mm. because you have to. Trust me. If you feel like you have to do something, if you feel like you have to engage with, uh, I don't know, <laughs> 10 pages of uh, 10 different people's accounts every day to succeed, or you feel like you have to post every day, or you have to do three re reels, or you have to be dancing about on, if you feel like you have to do it, it's not going to work for your business. It's, it's a sign that that's the wrong way for you. You will find a better way, but just keep sticking at it and look to see what works for you. I mean, maybe you're really going to be someone who shines in their stories that doesn't want to be all over the front page. Maybe you're not all amazing at um, making all these amazing reels where you can be producing things, but maybe you just want to do like me, stick up your phone, send a message and use it that way. And you'll connect with people that way as well. Maybe you're amazing with your stories, uh, with your written storytelling, mm. and you and you just want to write really long form things accompanied by a, a lovely image or something. Do what works for you, and you'll soon get people popping in there that what that really tell you that what you said has really struck a chord with them. That are going to be sharing. You're soon so soon going to have this amazing community. But if you do anything forced, just just don't do the forced thing. Don't. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it is. It's tapping into what you're good at. Um, yeah, and kind of, you know, indeed doubling down on that. I mean, one thing that kind of I teach that I work a lot with my clients is actually using other people's virtual platforms to grow their audience. I think it's an extremely powerful way um, to bring clients into your world. So especially if people have kind of desire for speaking and, you know, engaging. And um, I think that's incredibly powerful. So certainly what I help uh, with my framework is really helping people utilize other people's virtual stages. So we, of course, run a scale secret summit in, in October which was an amazing event uh, we'll have 20 uh, top experts there speaking and that's one of the examples of really using other people's st stages to bring in set up um, you know kind of bring audience into your world um, so yeah one of my clients they speak at memberships podcasts like this YouTube channels and really getting yourself introduced to other people so that they hear your word your expertise they get to see your personality they get to see your story and um, I think it's super powerful like you know a lot of clients find me that way uh, through other speaking engagements and it's always always an incredible way to do this and there's obviously ways to do this to make sure you can package the signature talk and you can approach it in the right way which is what I help people do but it's absolutely doable and people are interested in you and you will definitely have expertise to share yeah definitely it's about getting the word out in the right in the best most mm. authentic ways isn't it definitely it's it, that's another great strategy as well for for landing your clients um but you know I'm really conscious of time we've had an amazing com conversation today Lena um but I just wonder right so I've got one question uh, with regards to professional development so with reading all of us entrepreneurs, we love to read. We probably have more books than we can <laughs> store. So 
What's your favorite book, business book? And my favorite book. Yeah, I have many. I have many. Um, yeah, it depends on what, I think for digital marketing, I think if you're serious about digital marketing and sales, I think you have to get to know Dan Kennedy's work. Um, Dan Kennedy's work, magnetic marketing, I think it's key. He writes in a simple way. Um, he's the best person probably in the world on this uh, direct response email marketing. And I think that's key because ultimately in digital marketing space, the copywriting, what you put on your sales page, what you put in your emails, what you put in a copy of your Instagram post is going to be key. So if anyone's in that business, that becomes a really key skill. Um, and I think getting to know and really uh, delving into Dan Kennedy's work is super, super important. He's got some amazing stuff. Um, he's got, of course, his company has been bought by Russell Brunson just now. Um, so, you know, he was Russell's mentor. And so, yeah, I would certainly start with him. Yeah, great recommendation, Elena. Um, okay, so I just want to thank you so much for coming on today and making time for us to have this chat. It's been really great. I think there's about 17 different conversations going on here where we were supposed to be focusing on how to land your first client, but all of that is going to be super useful when it comes yeah, to just packaging useful. up your business. Um, now, just to finish off, where can people find you online if they want to come and connect with you on social media? Yeah, sure. Well, follow us at Bossy Hills Club on Instagram. Uh, spend a lot of time on Instagram, certainly one of my main places. Um, also, bossyhills.com. But yeah, come and chat. Come and chat. I'm always um, very open to have conversations. And yeah, come and come and see our story, connect. Um, always a pleasure, always a joy. So, Elena, I'm going to leave you here and just a big, big thank you again for coming on. And it's been a pleasure. And hopefully, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you, Stephanie. It was amazing. Okay. Thank you. Now, I hope that you have enjoyed this chit chat with Elena and I, and that you've come away with loads of great ideas for getting your very first client through the door. Now, if you're really excited about getting started and welcoming your first client, but you still don't have that confidence and know how to actually get out there and make it happen in a way that aligns with you, your personality and your strengths, then I'll be posting the link below for my diary. And there you'll be able to schedule a free strategy session where we'll sit down together and we will devise the perfect strategy that's gonna get you from where you are right now, you're ready, you're full of enthusiasm, but you still don't have that dream client through the door. And we're gonna get you to a point where you're attracting dream clients like clockwork in a way that feels really authentic and natural to you. So I'll pop that link down below in case you are interested to book a strategy call. And I look forward to seeing you then. Now, until next time, to your continued success, and I'll see you in the next one.